this is songwriting our way out of here. With Leah G and Marlock. everyone and welcome to another episode of our songwriting podcast songwriting our way out of here today i'm here with marlock again and also we've got this incredible guest today luca joy who's going to tell us a little bit about what she does she's got this amazing um talent agency called iconica and um yeah we're really t- excited to chat to her today hi thank you so much for having me hi how are you i am well thank you so much for being on a podcast that's so cool my pleasure do you thank want you to tell us a little about bit about who you are and what you do and how you got into it. Absolutely. So I am Luca. I run an agency called Iconica, where I celebrate and push forward female and LGBTQ artists. I've been in the industry Mm -hmm. for... I just forgot how old I was then. Uh, A long time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was just trying to do the maths in my head. I was like, it's not 10 years anymore. It's way more than that. Uh, (laughs) So I've been working in the events industry since I was 18. I started as this really confident, um, almost arrogant, I would say, uh, (laughs) 18-year-old who um, essentially I wrote a big proposal to a music venue when the manager left, I was working there as a bartender and I wrote them this 10 page proposal and why I would be the right person to run their music venue. And at first they were like, absolutely not. We're not crazy. You're an 18 year old. No. (laughs) (laughs) And then they read my proposal and they gave me the keys. So I essentially ran this music venue (laughs) where I had baby shambles, um, Alabama three play for me. I had DJ sets from people like the Maccabees, Friendly Fires, all of these people. All the indie kids from that day were sort of playing at my venue, which was yeah. really exciting. Um, from there, I went to be the PA to Mickey Smith, who runs the South London Soul Train. If anyone's heard of it, it's this mm-hmm. crazy soul night over four floors in Peckham at the Bussy awesome. Building. Um, and this, uh, along with him, I basically programmed the venue. So I was kind of curating events that were in live in um clubbing club nights that were culturally relevant Mm -hmm. but also from all different areas of music so it wasn't just one area that I've ever focused on I've always been really good at looking at the landscape of music and what people like in terms of events and curating that so that Mm -hmm. it was it, it hit a happy note for everyone who's interested in music and you were covering the whole sort of area of things that were culturally relevant at that time after that I went a little bit rogue um went to do festivals <laughs> I was like I'm not working the venue anymore time to party sorry my, my kitten's climbing up my back right now so if you see a head appear <laughs> that's all right. that's all right I still find it so funny that you just like I don't know got her as a kitten and just like walked around London with her that's so cool. <laughs> I, I still do so she's cute. a nightmare um, so cool. <laughs> she's an events cat we got our first kitten in the podcast yeah that's so right. exactly <laughs> the first <laughs> animal <taken past>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I so I, I basically then I went from working in venues to working in festivals so I was touring the country I'd go to oh, 40 to 50 events a year um, with huge teams of right. staff from all the way up in Wales to Manchester. I went everywhere. I was in a different place every weekend, which was amazing. We did some festivals abroad. Um, I worked at Snowbombing. I worked at Horizon Festival. So we would, did things in Austria, in France, and it was amazing. And that, oh, that's where I'm from. Yeah, so I went to Meerhofen, <laughs> and it was great. I loved it there. Nice. 
Yeah, that whole first laugh. It's so <laughs> nice. And um, and then I started settling down again. I was like, okay, I've had my festival time. Uh, <laughs> maybe time to like stay in one place for more than a day. And mm. <laughs> and then I started working as an event manager for things all over London. And I started working for Sync the Pink, which is uh, an incredible drag event, which is one of the most, the biggest in the UK. And mm. they essentially offered me a job as a D-Day agent which I hated, but took, I took the job. <laughs> they got, they got me, they got me a couple of drinks at Soho House. And at first I was like, no, I have a job. I'm fine. Thank you. And then they have got, they gave me a couple of drinks the next day I'd quit my job. So it worked. Now I work. Easily sold, obviously. <laughs> what should you do for me if I give you two drinks? Would you like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I worked for them. I hated it at first. Because uh, being an agent is a lot of no's. Um, and I had no idea about what sort of an agent did. But I've I've almost been an agent my entire life without knowing it. I've always been the person who puts two and two together and sort of makes a package out of it. So it's it was great finally realizing that that was something that I was quite natural at. Um, and... Yeah, so I, I did that for a couple of years. In that time, I did some things I'm really proud of. I organized a World Pride Tour for Melanie C, where she was oh, DJing. Sick. It was oh. super cool. We got to play New York Pride. We did some of the... We did... Oh, my God. They performed in front of um, 7 million people in Sao Paulo on top of a moving bus. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, wow. It yes. was amazing. I mean, I was That's exhausted. So it was the most stressful thing I've ever done in my life, oh. organizing it. I was, like, going into work at 9 a.m., having to stay up till 3am to speak to the, the like MD of McDonald's in Sao wow. Paulo because they were funding the, 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 the whole thing. Oh my God. Um, but it was wow. great. <laughs> it was worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah, though. but I, I soon realised yeah. that it, it wasn't working for someone else. And I spent my whole life really sort of building someone else's empire and being a lot mm. of the time the driving force for building other people's careers and I was like you know what yeah I want to do is make a space that feels makes me feel comfortable and that I can work the way I want to work in um and have a mm -hmm. safe space for artists where they feel listened to and represented and I only work with artists that I really really care about deeply so even if they make me absolutely no money <laughs> it is very interesting it is very important that you work with people that you know make you happy and that you believe in and that you celebrate so i think absolutely, absolutely. yeah that's fundamental in every job yeah. otherwise it's, it's just a mess right so yeah tell us about iconica how how did it start um and yeah what's kind of like your role within the company and also like tell us what it is oh, yeah, your elevator pitch for my elevator pitch. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> we'll judge you on this one. <laughs> we'll judge do, you on I this. I do this yeah. quite a lot. Let me turn on my radio voice. <clears throat> Iconica. <laughs> Iconica is a 360-degree agency specializing in female and LGBTQ talent. We look after all areas of the music industry, whether it be live shows, radio shows. <laughs> um, so in a serious note, what we do essentially is, is do creative tours. That was incredible. Events. <laughs> events. Um, we look after digital. So we focus on brand partnerships with certain artists. For some artists, we just look after 
um, DJ sets. But what essentially we do is every artist we take on, we have a strategy meeting with them. We go through and I pitch to them ideas that I think they'd be great at. And then we just go and reach out to them. We'll take a list of, say, 10 brands they want to work with and we'll look at that laterally and expand it and make that into a list of, say, 100 and just keep contacting people until we find the right person or until we get the right person who says yes to something that is right for the artist and is right for the brand Mm -hmm. as well. And we just try and make sure that artists are getting to do the things they want to do, whether it be a live show or a tour and not have to worry so much about the losing money on it. A lot of artists lose money on touring Mm -hmm. and I've never lost money on a tour because I just think differently. (laughs) I'm like, there is wow. always yeah, a way. For next <laughs> Fuck yes. There's always a way. You don't have to pay for stuff. Yeah, true. You've got talents. <laughs> You're just gifting two drinks and they do exactly what you do. <laughs> That's like, what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Uh, that sounds great. Incredible. I think I well, answered everything. Obviously, it's like very different to have a female and LGBTQ plus kind of roster mm. um, compared to obviously... A mixed roster what kind of challenges have you been facing since you started iconica in terms of just representing those kind of artists i often have to people. prove myself more not only just because of the roster but because i'm a woman and i run oh, my yeah, own business totally. like i often have to prove myself a lot more than other people i mentioned this in an article recently but someone i went on a date with um within about five minutes of arriving when I was on the phone to an agent the other day, you know, a real agent. And I'm like, it's funny you say that because I'm a real agent. (laughs) I am the middle person between artists and shows. That makes me an agent. (laughs) That makes me a real agent. That's crazy. Um, And obviously he didn't get a a second date. Um, I I was going to say something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a hard no for me. Obviously. Um, (laughs) It's it's something that happens all the time. I'm actually, it's weird you ask that question because I'm lucky that I have a name that could be both male or female. So a lot of the time Mm. people, mainly men, will think I assume I'm a man. Which I don't, I have no like, problem thanks. with. I'm like, you want to pay me more for this artist? Yeah, <laughs> I, have, I have disappointed a few PR women turning up to meetings and they're like, I was really expecting a really hot Italian man. And then, like, like, <laughs> I, <was laughs> like I love that. Like, no, it's, you didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault you didn't Google me. <laughs> um, but it's, it's something that I, I wish. I felt ashamed about, but I have absolutely no shame in the fact that I get better deals for my artists because certain bookers and certain men think that I'm a man. That's so horrible, though. If you think about that, that's just so yeah. unfair yeah. just because you have a name that's like... I think I'll change my name to, like, Herbert. Yeah, go for Herbert. <laughs> go that way. <laughs> like, my manager, Herbert. Sorry, let me just get on the phone. <laughs> uh, when I was at the agency, it, I, yeah. I, I should have had, like, a pound pound jar where every uh, every single day we would have countless phone calls where someone would call the agency and go hi can I speak to Luca yeah that's me no Luca we've been emailing still me yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah, there's, there's no one crazy. else that there's is no really here. sad <laughs> wow the thing is it's, it's really really sad and you know I'm always like really happy when you know people bring these things up because for me like talking as a obviously Yep. white male um we sometimes just not conscious about yeah. it like 
I just don't know. I don't know. Mm. These things happen, to be mm. honest. I mean, I'm aware that they happen because, you know, now more and more people actually like you come and bring it up. But, you know, in many occasions, it's like, bloody hell, really? And, you know, just just making an effort on bringing the, the awareness to everyone is, is super important. So, yeah, very glad you're doing it. And, and yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just like, you know, mind-blowing to me. It's like, what the actual fuck? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I have, I have, That's crazy. It happens maybe once a day where I have a story that would maybe blow a man's mind, if you know what I mean. Like, women, are, yeah. we're so used once a day, I mean, that's ridiculous. It is, and it yeah. is, it's crazy. Like, there, it is crazy. There are some artists that I won't work with because their male managers have spoken down to me, and I'm like, as much as I love you and I want to work with you, I don't, I'm, I'm too old to be spoken to mm-hmm. like that. So I, yeah. I won't, I won't book you for my shows. Yes, love that. I won't play your music. <laughs> you like, I'm sorry, your yeah. your team yeah. is 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 chauvinistic, and I don't want to work with you because of it. And that's such mm-hmm. a shame because it's not a place that I want to be in the industry. But also, Iconicus is yeah. mine, and I don't want to. Yes, I don't want to work with people that when I mm-hmm. say something to you or explain to you and something that I'm working on that, with a long email that's detailed, and you reply with no thanks or something really condescending. That's like two words. You know what? One, you didn't yeah. read my email. <laughs> two, yeah. go back read my email and then come back to me with a proper response, and then let's talk. Mm. but it happens all the time yeah to be honest i think that applies to to everyone right like um just go and if someone makes the effort to send you something and you want to work with them review it properly read it properly spend the time actually replying even if the answer isn't no because you never know what might happen in the future exactly yeah i get that that sort of stuff as well and it's just not nice, but unfortunately, there's loads of um, people like that out there. there. And, you know, you just have to be strong and go back and say, look, uh, what the hell? <laughs> right. So I, I don't want to work with you. Simple ass. <laughs> it just it just makes me mm, it just makes me want to work harder every time I get a no. Yeah. To be honest, it. Oh, that's such a mm, great. Attitude. I'm lucky that yeah, I have. Great. I've been through a lot in my career and that I've. I've been through a lot of difficult situations, mainly with men. <laughs> and I've now yeah. got to a point where I'm, it does just make me want to work harder. Every time someone says no or come back to me, I'm like, no, you'll come back to me. Yeah. You watch my artist grow. Exactly. And you, you come back mm. to me when you realize that you've missed out on something. Yeah. I think as a woman, <laughs> like, hearing that, that you're successful. Like, sorry, Albert. Hearing that, like, you have that kind of outlook on stuff really, really makes me very hopeful because I think there's still so many women out there who know it's not right the way men treat us in the industry and who still won't stand up for it and who still won't be like, no, I don't, I won't be treated like that. You can, like, come back to me if you want to treat me differently. But other than that, you know, like, just fuck off, basically. And I, I think it really, there needs to be more women like you who just own their space and, you know, yeah fucking have boundaries because we need boundaries yeah to say the words sometimes men don't understand my boundaries totally. are super high when it comes to business and that's mm. that's taken me a lot of bad experiences with male managers with people who mm. have been in charge of me uh, who have been my manager yeah. who haven't held a, a good duty of care towards my mm-hmm. mental well-being or towards making sure that i was in I had all the equipped things i needed to work properly and in, in a sane way instead it was very much just Here's what I need. You go figure out how to do it. I don't care if you never sleep again. <laughs> like, 
yeah. not of my career. Because they're your manager. <laughs> because they're, they're my manager. Do, yeah. They're yeah. supposed to sit back and make me do yeah. all the work and they take all the money. No. <laughs> Absolutely no. not. No. Um, That's so crazy. So I, I keep make sure in my yeah. business that I keep it very above board. I am so mm. open about every single offer, about every every single way anytime money is involved I make sure the artists are aware of every single step and everything I'm mm-hmm. I'm I've I've hated in the past that I feel like a lot of artists have been maybe ripped off by agencies or things like that and I, I just don't want that to happen to anyone that I work with or actually anyone <laughs> maybe just mm-hmm. don't yeah. do that maybe yeah. just be upfront about money because the yeah. industry is you know still very much a boys club it's still very much you know, all, all the lads in charge of all the major festivals, they all book people from their friends that they go to the pub with that are all male and they book all their male artists and occasionally they'll throw in a woman just so that the women on social media don't harass them for not having enough women on their lineups. Yeah. Just so they don't look bad. Yeah, which is, is really sad. Yeah, I, lo- I love that you're so transparent about things because, yeah, that, that makes a massive difference and and sometimes the the topics which are complicated and challenging to talk about, but they need to be yeah. talked about, right? So because otherwise things never change. I'm and, you're right, and and things need to change. Things things really need to change. <laughs> that's, a, and that's a fact. I I very much don't care in in a sense what the major music industry thinks of my business or how I do business. I don't yeah. care. I'm not trying to impress mm-hmm. big labels. I'm not trying to impress big events companies. My artist talent speaks for themselves. And I work mm-hmm. in a way that, you know, is, is for their, their best interest. So I'm not out there trying to suck up to the, the main industry. I'm part of the music industry because I work in music. Um, and yeah. that's yeah. a part of owning my own space. And I don't, you know, mm-hmm. eventually they will come to me. <laughs> exactly yeah and I think that's how you will change the industry with what you do because I think there will be more more people like you in the next few years that will really you know change the whole space of what the industry is what it means to artists what it means to everyone who's in it Mm. and I think it's going to really transform in a good way I, I really feel like that this this change is coming and um yeah it's going to be good I've I've actually mm. seen I I last year um did a retreat in Italy for artists um, oh, yes that's is, how I got to know about which is you, how we met. my friend was on it so yeah yeah and and since then it was it was just like a real game changer in terms of realizing how the the power of sort of the way I see the industry and like just talking about it will change people's opinions and women's opinions and give them the confidence to do it. Like since then, mm-hmm. one of one of the people on the retreat has launched their own label. One of the women has launched their own label, so cool. which is super cool. And I think in part, mm-hmm. she's she's always said that that's that's part of seeing seeing me just do it. Like what do you what do you? The worst exactly. is no. <laughs> the worst is exactly. no. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important. Yeah. Nothing, Leah. I'm oh, sorry. Go on, Leah. Go on, Leah. I said I, I was going to say it, it's so important for women to see that other women are doing stuff that they think they can't do because I think there's so many women out there that just think, "Oh, I could do that," or like, "I really want to do that," but then they search for excuses rather than some men might go just go for it and see what happens anyway. 
because there's so many men that are already doing what they want to do. Yeah. So I think it's so great that you set such a great example for like young Aww. women coming into the industry because it's just, you know, it's just great. We just need more women. Like, we do. We just need more women. So, we just need more women 100%, 100%. talking about it, creating spaces for themselves, creating, but it, it shouldn't be something that's separate. Women don't need a separate space. No, like, no. And, and this is something no. I also they need to take yeah, over the main space. Absolutely. We'll take the main <laughs> space. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was going to say something very similar to Leah because I think I think Leah, you and I have spoken about this before, right? Yeah. Is is having those references, uh, someone who's out there that you can, you know, see yourself reflected on for the future, right? And say, oh, I want to be that woman, yeah. right? And and that's kind of like what's still lacking a little bit. But we, I think we see it more and more. And, you know, it's, it's people like you who then you're fighting for what you believe is right. And, you know, that gives other other women uh, hope um, to go and, and a reference yeah. to go and see, you know what, if she can do it, yeah. I can do it. Which at the end of the day, that's that's the attitude, isn't it? That's, exactly. that's the change in, in mentality. I mean, if we can change, well. if like... If we can change, you know, say one person a year, one give one woman a year in what I'm doing with my artist etc. If we can change yeah. the the opinion of one woman and start one business that's run by women for women, then you know, slowly, slowly that builds up and there is a change overall in in the way that everything is dealt with. And hopefully, that's something that will come very soon. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm sure it will be. Um, one last question. What's your favorite thing about your job? Uh, I am. Oh my God. I'm the worst. I'm, I'm like, like <laughs> I am. Oh, I know I'm really bad. I'm like, I'm like the proud mum at like every gig, like awkward, like, oh, mum's here. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> like, I got sent like on Mother's Day, some of the artists were like, happy Mother's Day, music mum. And I was like, <laughs> that's so cute. And it, it is. Great. I get such a satisfaction. When, whenever my artists perform, whenever they release a song, like I am their biggest cheerleader and their biggest fan. And I think that's really important to do, whether it's annoying or not. And they're like, look, yeah. please don't move. Like, stop. Like, <laughs> get away from the front of the stage. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, that's so good. It, yeah. I just get so much satisfaction from seeing the artists I work with do incredible things that that's what drives me money has never driven me and i think that makes a big difference between me and say a man who's running a similar business like men i find often are more money driven in this industry whereas i will work on something Mm -hmm. if it isn't particularly good money if it's the right thing to do because everything Mm -hmm. leads to good things (laughs) i'm a firm believer that if you if you work on good projects whether it's paid properly or not although everyone should be paid properly that at some point you'll be rewarded for that work. So I think that's a big important thing. Having a business that isn't driven by money, I'm sure my artists and their managers would love it if I was more money driven. But (laughs) I do think, I do think it's important when you're building a fan base to, to work with, you know, lots of charities and to work with lots of communities that are in need of incredible artists to support what they're doing so it's it's a it's having yeah. a mixture of of both but the thing that I love the most about my job is definitely just the day-to-day working with incredibly talented people it gives me a real joy oh, so 
that, that makes a massive it. difference, you know, as a as an artist. It's just feeling that someone believes in you is is just incredible, isn't it? And mm. yeah, as you said, you just have to pour your energy where your heart is, because that's what really makes a difference. It does. Say. <laughs> Oh, that was so heartfelt, cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Right, the word of the day. I think it should be women rock because yeah! women we rock. Do. <laughs> yeah, why not? And um, yeah, so if you have listened until here, basically this far, then please go to our social media. My social media, uh, my Instagram is Leah underscore G underscore Music. Mine is Admarlog Music. Mine is at Luca Joy, L-U-C-C-A, and then Joy. Or my company is We Are Iconica. Yeah, hey, go check, go check Iconica out. Go check Luca out. She's incredible. And yes, I guess we'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Luca. Thank you, Luca. And, that was awesome. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And uh, we'll speak to you all in two weeks. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.